1: And now he brings you even closer to the movers and shakers in the world of high echelon tournament water skiing from the founder and creator of the water ski broadcasting company comes the TWBC podcast. And now here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. And greetings
0: one and all, I am the aforementioned attorney Leifert, glad to have you on board for another uh, episode of the TWBC podcast. Now over the last few weeks I've been interviewing uh, uh, skiers whenever I get the opportunity to, Um, mainly they've been slalom skiers because primarily the events that TWBC has done so far has has been uh, slalom uh, centric, but... I now have the opportunity to interview uh, one of the uh, one of the greatest trick skiers uh, that has that has come to light within the last few seasons, Pat O'Font. How are you doing?
2: Good. How are you, Tony?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good yourself. Now, uh, on the day that this podcast has actually been recorded, you're actually on your way out uh, of uh, of your accommodations here in Santa Rosa Beach and heading back to to Central Florida. Uh, with uh, Hurricane Ida actually bearing down on where I'm from, which is Louisiana. So you're you're actually traveling in the opposite direction to the hurricane, where I'll actually be traveling right into the eye of the storm, unfortunately. But uh, anyway, uh, that's an aside. Uh, You've just uh, just won the U21 World Championships. I believe this is your first ever title in U21 level, isn't
2: it? Yeah, that's correct. Um, I won under 17 for the first time in 2016. And then back again in 2018. And then I won in Malaysia for Open Worlds. But it was my first Under-21 World Championships.
0: So that that gives you a rather unusual uh, distinction, having won the Elite World Championships. I mean, for someone who is actually eligible for the Under-21s, you were actually winning the Elite World Championships before the U21 Championships. It's normally the other way around. Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) All right, then. So, uh, a day in the life of, uh, of Pat O'Font, you know, gets up in the morning, you know, and uh, do, do, does his thing. Uh, tell, tell us what a typical training day consists of.
2: Um, I actually don't ski that much, like, during the day. I normally do one set, maybe two at the max. Um, you know, I had a very long summer because I finished high school in uh, early May, so I had a lot of months of training. Uh, I wake surf a lot, hang out with my friends. And yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: All right, then. So that so only tricking once a day that that that's re- that's really gonna irk a few of those <laughs> uh, competitors out there who have to trick about three, two three sets a day just to stay competitive. But I mean, obviously, it's taken a lot of training and a lot of preparation to get to the point where you can just you know just casually go about your day with one one trick, a trick set a day. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean. I normally only did one trick set because you know I went to school full time, uh, came home, my dad was at work, he came home, we skied one time after we I worked out. Um, you know i I totally could have skied more, but I think one set was enough for me, and it's good for me, and that's what I like.
0: For a slalom skier, uh, their workouts normally consist of uh, ma- mainly mainly strength training with a little cardiovascular thrown into the mix uh trick workouts what do they consist of
2: um so i started working with uh boyan shipner the jumper with radix a couple years ago and now i just kind of do it virtually and it's a lot of mobility stretching um lifting in the off season and just like maintaining my body like like with agility and strength most of the year
0: excellent stuff now uh I looked at your, looked at your performances in the U twenty one World Championships. There were certain things that stood out for me a little bit in in that regard. Halfway through your toe pass, uh, you normally do you. Most people normally do a toe five front and a, and a toe out and toe, toe toe straight back in, but you accelerate it to take those two tricks out, and I was
2: I was kind of wondering why a little bit. Um, so as Federico said, I kind of ate it uh, in Colombia and. In- Pan American game, like Pan American Championships a couple of years back, and I just like never did it again. So I I was never a fan of doing toeiko, you know, caught some edges, and I just took it out and learned how to put another sequence in, and it's kind of been like that for the past like four or five years.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, it's I mean that sequence of Toe in, Toe out, Toe out, is pretty, pretty much standard around the tricks gear. So, so basically what you're saying is you've had a few horror stories with, 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 the, with that particular part of your sequence. Yeah,
2: exactly. So I just took it out and I just put in like the tricks that I already knew, which was towing back, towing back, back, reverse. And then from there, I just kept adding more tricks and that's how the run came alive
0: all right then so you've uh, you graduated high school just had graduated high school yeah. colleges are you uh,
2: going? rollins i started last week uh, i kind of missed my first week due to the tournament so <laughs> i have to go back and do a lot of school work
0: i bet i bet that irks some of the professors but i mean a, a lot a lot of those teachers and professors know of the water ski team and the kind of commitment that it takes uh to uh to be at the very best uh, you know so i mean uh have have any of the classes been virtual or anything like that? Uh,
2: I had one, but I couldn't uh, go to it because I had practice like the same time. So I missed that too. But um, yeah, I'm going to go back and just see how it goes. Um, maybe think about a collegiate run and see what happens.
0: Alright then, so uh, yeah, collegiate collegiate nationals, I'm glad you brought that up, you'll be skiing in the collegiate national water ski championships in Zachary, Louisiana, if everything all pales out, and it's going to be a busy schedule for you coming up yeah. in October, you've got the Open Worlds, the collegiate nationals, and I'm sure... Uh, what about the Pan-American Championship? Yeah, are, are I'm you, going to that too. You're going to go to that too. Yeah. Of course you're going to go to that. It's in Native Mexico, for crying yeah. out loud. So tell us, tell us what your schedule's like going forward.
2: Um, so in the next month, I have a couple of just record tournaments at uh, Fluid, uh, Jags. I think I'll be going to Jags a little bit just to see how it feels before Worlds. And um, then I have Open Worlds. And then after that, I'm going to go to Collegiate Nationals and then back to Mexico to uh, ski for my country and represent my country.
0: Okie okay, doke. And I'm sure that you, being a world champion and a Pan American champion and a World Under 21 champion, I'm sure a lot. Of, uh, there's going to be a lot of fuss and a lot of publicity surrounding you at that particular event. Uh, you know, are you at ease with all of that? Can you take that in your stride, or is it still, or is it something that's relatively new that you you try and shy away from?
2: I mean, it's kind of new, I guess. I really don't like try to think about it like, oh, I have to win because I won the last one or anything like that. It's just kind of go out, uh, think about doing what I practice every day for and just think like that. And hopefully I get the best result.
0: How much do you isolate yourself from all the noise and stuff like that? Because I do notice you on the dock and then with with cameras on TWBC being absolutely everywhere, you know, you have your headphones on and everything uh, getting ready to trick you. Yeah,
2: I mean, the headphones just, I like listening to music, so I just use the headphones to, like, get distracted. I don't watch anyone ski before me, and the headphones just help, so I don't hear any noise or, like, any scores or anything like that. So in the finals when I fell, I had no clue what the scores were. So I was like a bit scared that it wasn't going to be enough.
0: What's your jam? Uh, I don't know.
2: I kind of switch it around. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, what you're listening to right now? I mean, what I mean what is what is font uh listen to at the moment? Do, are you uh, into Dual Leaper or are you into into something a little bit less mainstream?
2: Uh, I always put Pursuit of Happiness before skiing. That's like my last song I put before skiing. So, yeah.
0: Okay, so. Uh, obviously uh, a skier like yourself uh, requires the support of a lot of a lot of parties I mean your father your mother your sister your siblings I mean how how important has their role been in the development of you from from a wee little uh, wee little trick skier to the world champion you are right now
2: I mean my dad has been my coach since day one and all I know is because of like what he like just what he knows about skiing like he has coached me and he's taught me every single trick I know, everything about like my runs, skiing, skis. And yeah, like he's like, when yeah, I just do everything that he says. And
0: What's the most important aspect of the, uh, of coaching and of skiing that he's put across to you? What, what is the one thing that's seared into your mind every time you go out and, and, and ski or, or every time you go out and practice trying to learn some new stuff?
2: I mean, I think it's just communication with my dad, you know, like there's just some different techniques in water skiing and we're just like so connected i think it's just because there's a dad and coach bond that um i mean there's different styles but you know he kind of learned a lot from Corey. so uh that's where i learned a lot of my stuff from too and i watched them growing up and yeah that's i just kind of watch youtube videos and learn from them and learn from my dad
0: i've noticed that in none of your runs you put like a wake seven front or anything None, none of the old school kind of stuff there uh would would you entertain putting something like that if it, if if you, if your father said, "Hey, listen, Corey, back in the day could throw a seventh run to just like that," yeah. and you've got and you've got a whole bundle of points, uh, would a little bit of old school style or, uh, I mean, work if, well with your run?
2: I mean, if I could make it consistently, I would really want to put it in my run.
0: All right, on the, on the horizon, uh, got a couple more. On the, hor- on the immediate horizon, so far as your tricking is concerned, obviously you're trying to keep everything consistent with the World Championships and a whole number of tournaments coming up. But let's just say beyond that scope, and you're trying to learn new tricks, and you're trying to learn new sequences. Uh, uh, what can we expect from Padofong coming forward?
2: Well, I would like to uh, do flips like Joel Pullen because his flips are crazy. And um, yeah, I mean, just try to learn new stuff. Help the sport grow and yeah, see what happens. Just try to create new tricks, new sequences, and hopefully, like the people would want to learn that too and try to follow along.
0: Excellent. So you you actually aspire to be someone like Joel Poland in terms of fits. I I'm get. I'm guessing. I'm just having a hard time kind of fathoming or or, uh, or reconciling the fact that you're the world champion yet you draw inspiration. From other competitors like Joe Poland.
2: I mean, yeah, he's like a super nice guy. I mean, he's helping, you know, the sport grow in a different direction. Like there's tricks that two years ago we didn't know they were possible. And now he's doing them every day and he's still trying new stuff. So I think that's cool.
0: One thing I didn't ask you about college is your major. What will you be studying?
2: Uh, international business.
0: Oh, international business, that brings me nicely along to Toyu uh, Snack Bars, definitely. Exactly. You know, so you want to be a part of that, of, of that brand and, the, and product development go, uh, going forward?
2: Yeah, I just want to work alongside my dad and, you know, help. I've always liked being alongside him in the water, off the water, and I just want to continue doing that. What's
0: your favorite snack
2: bar? Uh, the mango one.
0: You like the mango, huh? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's why every box that comes to me the mango's missing because you've probably eaten them all. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, so uh I mean I mean tell it, I mean, as a shameless plug a little bit for the Toyu, Toyu snack brand. I mean they've been involved with T W B C and everything, uh in in the last few months. But I mean I mean how, how important is it, is it uh, so far as you being a competitive skier? How important is nutrition to you?
2: I mean, to be honest, I don't eat very healthy. I drink a lot of soda, some chips. I shouldn't be saying that, but I do. And I mean, I guess I just, everything goes away because I do do a lot of sports. You know, I, I used to play soccer. I play a lot of tennis. I run, I work out. So, you know, my dad, and My mom always tell me not to eat that stuff, but I sometimes don't eat you know, healthy.
0: <laughs> you know it, it's just like the basic premise of fitness you you burn off more than you consume exactly you know right. what i mean and 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 I'm guessing so far as you're concerned, whatever you consume <laughs> doesn't really matter so long, so long as you do more than enough to burn it off, but there yeah. you go
2: yeah, so uh, two days ago or three days ago, right after I skied, um, I went to Louis Louis and I ate a lot, and I drank a lot of coke. And then I went to the Seven Eleven, got an IC, and then that night was horrible. So I was, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. That probably doesn't do the digestive system an awful lot of good. But uh, we'll we'll round off this interview around about now. Uh, we thank you thank you for participating. But is there any acknowledgements or thanks or, uh, or 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 anything else you'd like to say uh, 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 before we uh, conclude this podcast?
2: I want to thank you and Vincent for you know the great job you guys did on the webcast. It was. It was very cool what you guys are doing for the sport and growing it. And, yeah.
0: All right, then. That was Pat font This is the latest episode of the TWBC Podcast. Until next time, it is. Ciao for now.
1: Thank you for listening to the TWBC Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.